You're listening to the Hellhounds of Horror. This is Big Ronnie saying, this show is total bullshit. And I'm really glad they let me be on it. So let me ask you guys a question. How do you feel about necrophilia? You're at, you're at the morgue. You stop there. You know, you, you're going to visit your dead grand. You're trying to identify the body. The guy leaves and there's the drawers right next to you. Pull one open and there's a fresh pair of biddies. I mean, are, are you going for it or are you just going to say bye to grand and go? Am I gonna am I gonna fuck a dead body, or? I mean, the dude left. I mean, so it's kind of like you know, you find a piece of gum on the floor and it belongs to you now. I don't even know what to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I would still wouldn't pick up the gum. What the fuck? <laughs> so you heard it here first, folks. David picks up gum off the floor and eats it because it's now. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, if it's still in the package, you damn right I'm gonna fucking eat it. Well, but if it's somebody's chewed up gum, no. No, I, I would, I wouldn't fuck a dead body either. I wouldn't even consider it. I would see the the dead tits and be like, whoa, those need to get covered up. Honestly, so. look, honestly, I I wouldn't do it just because it's fucking, it's a dead body. I mean, come on, like, re- really, what could you do? You'd have to like lube her up because she's already dead so there's no natural lubricant <laughs> or nothing like that right even if you were to consider it but to be honest with you if there was like if i walked in a morgue and there was just like a pair of dead titties i would totally slap one or poke one just to see if it's still jiggled but that's as far as i would go <laughs> Fucking but, but, game, motherfucker right here. but here's the kicker though if you slap it or you poke it and it jiggles that means they're fake though because that would that would mean the silicone, you know, it's still, it's it's not organic, so it's still going to move, you know what I mean? So, okay. There's no regular mortis in those titties. So if, okay, so you're telling me that the girl that dies, the woman that dies, and she has big natural breasts, because she's dead, they're supposed to deflate? Well, no, they're supposed to become stiff like the rest of her body, so, because boobs are, are like, they're, they're, they're like fat. muscle, muscle they're fat, fat tissue, whatever they are, right? Um once it's dead it's it's organic uh material so um it, it's just gonna become hard and you know dead it's it's no longer alive so i mean if you poke one it's probably gonna be stiff and you know pretty firm and hard oh. but if it was mm-hmm. silicone then 
it should just jiggle because it, it would have its own natural bounciness to it because they were never a part of you anyways. But with all that being said, welcome to another episode of Hellhounds of Horror. <laughs> I hope you all are doing wonderful tonight because we are going to talk about a wonderful movie today. We're going to talk How- about the autopsy of Jane Doe. There you go. There you go. We're going to be talking about dead bodies, um, what happens to the dead body, I'm trying to avoid the titties, the dead body. Look, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it right now. This model that they picked for the movie, A1 class. I mean, right. that girl is perfect. Have you, have, Al, have you ever gone to go see a picture of this girl outside of her character for this movie? Like, have you gone to go see model photos of her? I have not. But what I did see was when I went to Texas on a weekend in 2017, it had the full model on the table. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was that 2017 or 2018? That was 2017, I think. I didn't touch the boobs. Oh, shit, son. Yeah. We're coming prepared tonight. <laughs> and uh, so the synopsis for this movie, I'm just going to go brief, the one that's on uh, the internet, uh, which is when father and son coroners investigate the death of a beautiful Jane Doe, they find increasingly bizarre clues. But that pretty much sums it up. That pretty much does sum it up. I mean, that's pretty much what the whole movie was about. But, you know, just kind of going right into it i would say like this movie was crazy on all kinds of levels because it had mystery it had um it had that fear that those jump scares um it had the creepy eeriness to it you know the from the radio giving you know signals to the weather that was going on outside that really wasn't happening and all kinds of shit like there was a lot of fucking mystique and and scariness to it i guess i would say scariness crazy I, you know what i'm saying yeah well i know i know um and david was david was also i was agreeing with david on this when he told me so whenever this movie came out people were like oh man watch this movie this and that the t- the title i'm not sure if like david was telling me earlier off off, off the recording either the title or the picture of the dvd box wasn't really drawing me in there was a lot of exorcism movies coming on coming coming up exorcist this and that so I honestly didn't watch this movie until late last year. Right. And um, I saw it again recently, a week ago, and I was more in tune with it since I knew we were going to review it for the pod. It's great. Yeah, like he was saying, we had discussed this before we had started recording. Um, I don't know. He, he thinks it's the, uh, the title of it, and, and I'm pretty sure that's it. But I just don't know if it was the picture or the title. It just never caught my attention to watch it until you brought it up one day to to you know let's review it yeah and you said it was really really good so i was like "Mm, you know what fuck it it's on netflix i'll give it a shot and boy was it a good shot it was a really good movie yeah yeah. so they wheeled this girl in from from whatever crime scene that they they picked her up from right dead body you know as a dead body should look but um they bring her in you know business as usual on the uh, on the stretcher in a bag in a body bag Mm-hmm. Um, so they drop her off and, you know, right away, you know, the, the son and the dad, they get right into it because that's what they do. That's their job, you know? So they start kind of, um, prepping her for the autopsy 
and they start with the with the usual Y chest cut, and mm-hmm. that's where the movie starts right there, or the or the creepiness of it, because when you're a dead body, blood doesn't run like that; it's already coagulated, but the blood just ran out of the body, so the dad noticed that right away, like what the fuck? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was very intense. I, I I didn't see this either. I didn't see this when I came out. I uh, saw this last year for the first time, and. Uh, it was actually the the title and the cover like really actually drew me into it. I, I really was, I really wanted to watch it, but it was re- it's really hard to find honestly. Well, back then it was because it wasn't on Netflix uh, where I was, and um, I didn't have it on on Blu-ray. It's it's still really expensive to get it on Blu-ray. Fuck man, I was I was so high that it was just so intense, man. <laughs> It was because everything just started happening so fucking quickly. Yeah. And, the, and the little things that they find, like the tooth and the cloth that they pulled out of her, her yeah. throat or her stomach. And it mm-hmm. had all the weird fucking um, symbols and, and writing on it. And then mm-hmm. they found the uh, the Jimson weed, the Jimson weed um, mm-hmm. still in her throat. And they found out that that's a paralyzing agent. So they paralyzed her. They fucking choked her by sticking that cloth down her throat. They broke her wrists and ankles. Mm-hmm. They stabbed her. They burned her. Um, did they disembowel her? No, they never disemboweled her. Uh, they cut her tongue out. Cut her tongue out, yes. Um, what else did they do? They did something else. I don't know. They did something else, but that was a lot of shit for somebody to endure. The um, the scars, the, the, the tissue scars from all the stabbings in the body. Oh, yeah. That's... And then, and then, um, as as they're starting to find the creepiness of, of what's going on here with all this shit that they're finding, they started noticing after they pulled the cloth out, the dad was cutting the lining of the skin, like the layers of skin. Yeah, and he, he saw fucking the symbols. Pu- yeah, he pulled it back and he saw all those fucking symbols that were carved on her, on her skin. That oh. shit is crazy, dude. That's that something I've always so been fascinated cool. with. Is how like how they peeled the skin back and saw the symbolism correct. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've seen in the past some videos of um, like morticians and people doing autopsy. It takes some strength to fucking pull your skin off of your fucking. Mm-hmm. I've seen them surgeons like, mm, ripping it off and then just peel it back. Off. And there's some people that have like real tough, tough fucking skin. So depending on you know what your genetics are and things like that. You know, the toughness of your skin can vary. I remember when I used to have my lip piercing, um, I remember that the dude that I went to, he had a hard time shoving the needle through because I had real tough skin. He's all, fuck, dude, you got real tough skin. And he, like, fucking <laughs> held my lip. I thought he was going to rip that motherfucker off. And he just shoved it through, and you felt the pop of when it went through the skin like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. But it was, it was fast, dude, but it was... It was long, but it was fast, so that makes sense because mm. through the initial push, he couldn't get it through. Like, he had to put some fucking elbow into that shit. Fucking long and fast, boy. I know, <laughs> I, I, I know that, yeah. That. <laughs> it's a thick, thick, thick dick. <laughs> <A> thick lip. That's <laughs> some thick lips, girl. That boy got a thick lip. <laughs> oh, oh but Jesus the point Christ. i was the point i was trying to make is that like y'all were saying skin is tough depending on who you are and sometimes it's hard to get through mm. and, and the, the 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 scene with a fly coming out the nose 
Yes. Yes. That was, that was gnarly, man. So they realized what was going on after all the fucking lights exploded, right? And now the dad's all like, let's get the fuck out of here. So they're going towards the elevator. And, you know, they can't get in the elevator, right? Because there's not enough power. So they make a beeline for the office to go use the phone. So they make their phone call. And that thing attacks the dad while he's in the fucking restroom, dude. And starts fucking oh, yeah, man. beating the shit. But, but before that happened... The kid looked under the door because they heard somebody at the door of the office and saw the fucking feet move and one of them had the toe tag on it. Yeah, the and, bell. Yeah, the bell, yeah. And he was like, fuck that. So they put the thing up and then after that, that's what happened to the dad where it got attacked by the thing. And I'm pretty sure it punched him in the ribs, no? And broke his ribs? Yeah, yeah. It like, okay. like hit him in the rib and then smashed his head off the mirror. Right, right, right. I'll never forget this kid from The Girl Next Door. You oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the porno I, star next door? I have seen it, but I did not recognize that's where he was from. He was, also, he, was a, he was a young fucking kid, man. Probably late teens or 20s. This kid, that kid's played a lot of good parts. Like, um, he came out in Alpha Dog, I think it was, with uh, Justin Timberlake. Okay. He was the guy that kidnapped uh, the brother. You know, he was holding him hostage, and he left him yeah. with, with Justin Timberlake. He also came out... Um, in Lords of Dogtown, he played, uh, I think it was J-Boy. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that in forever. Lords of Dogtown's a good movie. I like that movie. Never saw it. you never seen Lords of Dogtown? No. It's a good one. A good I, is, it is it the skateboarding one? Yes. So it's it's about those kids that were from, from California that got popular and they, you know, separated, made their own brands like Peralta and... Uh, I forgot the other skater's name, but the, they were big names in skating in the 80s and 90s. What about the dad? He's been in a, a lot of movies. The dad been playing this phone. Uh, oh, Super Troopers. He played the, the yeah. fucking chief. Oh, played... that's the one. That's it. Um, he is also the first person to play an on-screen adaption of Hannibal Lecter. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Manhunter? No. No. Oh man, it's basically like the story of Red Dragon. Okay. And it's got the guy that plays Gil Grissom in CSI, and Tom Noonan, who plays the axe guy in Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He plays um, Francis Dollarhide. Yeah, man, he plays, Han he plays Hannibal Lecter, so um, the guy goes to go and meet Hannibal Lecter, who he's locked up to ask him for advice on how to catch this guy. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, that's a fucking spectacular movie, man, honestly. So the actor for The Father, his name is Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah. Okay. Now, this is quite a resume, okay? He's come out in Manhunter, like you said. He's come out in Braveheart. He's been, yep. he's come out in the Born Identity movies, Super mm -hmm. Troopers, Troy, The Ring, Zodiac, X-Men Part 2, where he played um, the, the fucking oh. general. Yeah. Oh, he was the son of a bitch that fucked Hugh Jackman with the metal. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's come out in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Rob Roy, The Ringer, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. He's come out in Rushmore, The Water Horse Legend of the Deep. I mean, he's come out in a lot of movies. The Glimmer Man, Trick or Treat. He was the old man in Trick he's or Treat man that got stabbed with a yeah. lollipop. He just, yeah, he got stabbed in the nagas with a lollipop. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's him. Yeah, he's got some fucking. I know he has some money in his bank. He's uh, he's Scottish. 
Yeah, yeah, he's Scottish. But he's come on a lot of movies. Pixels, Chain Reaction, Kiss the Girls. These are 90s movies. Well, not Pixels. Came out Iron Will. Never seen that. Y'all have never seen Iron Will before? Which one of y'all has no, got that. a Disney Channel subscription? No, not me. Yeah, it's, on, it's on there. I highly suggest it. It's about snow dog racing with the sleds. Okay. Oh. It's a really good movie. But yeah, he's he's got quite a resume, man. So, I mean, he's a really well-known actor. He's played a lot of small and big parts in different movies. So, Is there anything y'all didn't like about this movie? Um, I wasn't a fan of the uh, CGI. <laughs> Okay. I thought the CGI was kind of, kind of yes. bad. Yes. When he hits the axe off the door and it like makes a hole, then he looks out and then like the body like comes up. It looked really fucking cheesy and fake. It looked very much like the Mummy movies, like with yeah. uh, Brendan Fraser, like yeah, when man. the mummy's trying to open his mouth and be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that looked like. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I can probably say that was bad about that movie, but the the part where the the corpse is walking down the hallway and you can see it in that mirror that looks around the corner and then as it's coming down the hallway just as it's about to come into the light the light goes out and then it's back in the darkness and then the process starts again so that's when they're trying to get into the elevator Mm -hmm. and they're waiting for that motherfucker to come around the corner because they couldn't close the elevator doors so the dad takes a swing with that axe and kills the girlfriend do you honestly think he was more mad about losing his girlfriend we're not getting laid that night. Um, I think it's probably losing his girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm not trying to like be a, be that guy, you know, be an asshole, but you know, let, let's look at the, the evidence. So he had the opportunity at the beginning of the movie to go to the movies with her, right? But no, he wanted to stay there and work. So obviously he didn't give a shit about her to take her out. He's like, bitch, come back at eleven, and maybe we'll go to the last showing, you know? See, what with that, right, what I took from it was that you could tell that he had a genuine curiosity in this stuff. Like, he was trying so hard not to be his dad, but he was, he, I feel like he really enjoyed it, and it really piqued his interest. So, anytime he would try and leave, he, would, he, was, he was playing to his dad, he didn't really care. And then when he would talk to his girlfriend, he was like, no, I need to, I need to stay and help my dad. He uses his dad as an excuse. But I, I think it's it's also as well it's the sort of subtext where she's asking if, if he's told her if if he's told his dad that he's not going to be there anymore like he's going to move. So he also would probably feel bad for that too. So that's uh, yeah, that's what I took from it honestly. So then he missed the girlfriend. So so yeah, like I think he he genuinely liked her, but that was way more interesting than going to see a movie, and he didn't want to leave his dad alone. And, yeah, just like I tell the guys at work, business before pleasure. So I'm gonna go fucking autopsy that shit. You can either hit hit me up later or fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got bills. I ain't worried about fucking watching the boy too, Bram. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go open up. Trying to go open up. You watch you you watch that ass movie? I haven't seen it. But I was thinking about going tomorrow. I, I don't know. I've, I haven't seen the first of the boy let movie. Me, so. Let me know if it's as bad as a Pet Cemetery remake. Okay, so we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ever say those words again. But the boy, the first one wasn't bad. No, nah, it was all right. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. I never recent. saw it. I never saw it. What I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it's is a Quiet it. Place Part Two. Yeah, it's, it's, looking, it's looking pretty good, man. They come out with some sneaky releases this year, I see. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And they pushed a lot of shit back. Yeah, they man. Pushed, pushed a lot of production back. But anyways, going back to the movie. So, you know, they killed the girl. Fine, whatever. So they're progressing forward, figuring out how they're going to get out, how they're going to deal with this. They tried to burn the body, but it didn't burn. Instead, they set the place on fire, or she did, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they saw the face after they tried to cut down the door with the axe because they were trying to take her to the crematory. So they saw the face, they freaked out, then he was like, fuck this, let's burn her. They tried to burn her, that didn't work. Um, so now they're trying to figure out what they want to do. But as as this is happening, the son is getting hints from the radio. Like the radio saying, oh, it's going to be another three, four days of rain, but looks like you're not going anywhere. And then it would jump to the fucking music and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, that was fucking the the, the cuts to the the radio were were really effective. That was really really creepy and really good yeah, that, text to it. That really did, yes, for sure. Uh, and then yeah, when when they find the yeah. bag that was inside her and they unravel yeah. it, and then they find out that it actually says Leviticus, and then it finds the page in the chapter and it talks about how basically she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, and they put it together that she's from up north because of the type of plant that was inside her and like yeah it was just in the soil yeah the peat yeah uh, yeah it was fucking it was crazy the amount of clues that he had that they figured out that's do you know honestly, that's one thing i wasn't too um happy with was the fact that they found out so quickly but maybe my thought is because maybe the, the kid is more a thinker than his dad's just like cut and dry we just figure out what happened leave the why to the cops and right. the shrinks is what he says so his son is obviously thinking about it a lot and the dad's just kind of going along with it because it's starting to make sense Like in all that I found impressive that they even put together that she wasn't a witch at first they thought she was a witch but they did all these things to her and doing all these things to her made it like a like a ritual or something like that to where it turned her into a witch so there was never anything there was no such thing as witches back then these bitches were just you know if they did something wrong and they sneezed wrong or anything like that they were accused of being a witch they would go through all this torture and once they were found innocent they were already dead so i mean they're done and gone but this girl it just happened to be the right mixture of things that turned her into a witch I got, I got a um, similarity thing going on right now. Do y'all, y'all feel like there's some similarities between this movie and Blair Witch 2? Towards the end, obviously it was all in their mind kind of thing. Right. Was all- and they were all fucking good. They were all going crazy as shit. And then they're getting interrogated by police. It's not real. We got footage of you doing this. Do y'all see any kind of similarities with this? Or it's just me? Being, being that they're two different stories altogether. Because, so Blair Witch 2... Is, is more like the lore of the witch and these people going to go see the you know the area where it's at and they find out that you know going through all this they happen to get mixed up into it and it wasn't bullshit well this one over here was an actual body that was the body of a witch made by a ritual but is slowly coming back to life as she kills people so and okay. the reason why she's killing people is out of revenge because her body is still alive and she's like trapped inside of it so she can't respond so as they cut her open as they poke and prod she's feeling every little bit of that but she can't do anything about it so her way is to lash out and kill all these people but as she's killing them you know she gets stronger more and more so the 
Yeah, so at the end, you see the eyes, they're already back to normal color. She's all healed up after she killed the dad and the son. And then the toe wiggle. Here's here's a thought in that, right? Because after, after they, uh, they figure all that out and then the, they all die, when the cops and stuff show up, she's put back together the way that they found her. Do you think that she put the stuff back inside her body again? You're talking about like the the rag with the tooth and yeah yeah all the stuff that they found you think that she put them all back there because you see her and she's she's back to normal her eyes are gray there's no there's no autopsy scars or anything like that see i would say no because if that cloth with the tooth inside of it was part of a ritual that was keeping her locked inside her body and also the gems and weed was keeping her like stiff and and mm-hmm. you know pretty much paralyzed with those out of the body once the body heals as it's healing and coming back together now she can move now she has color in her eyes she can see and you know in time i would think she can sit right up and walk off and you know right off into the sunset or wherever she's going to go right but i i would think those things are out of her body now so now she's free it's yeah. just a matter of her pulling herself together and and getting up and walking that, that was my kind of thoughts on that as well that's good you said that <laughs> interesting that's yeah that's that's probably right i'm a sucker for a good uh a good horror score so this one was just so fucking so creepy so ominous yeah oh man such a haunting score yeah i i love it i love it when a movie can be scary with the music Uh and it's not like the wrong kind of music because you can watch a scary movie and they use the wrong kind of music and it just doesn't do it for you because it's like, eh, it's it's all right. But mm-hmm. if you have the right music that puts the right emphasis on the right parts, I mean, that's a masterpiece right there because it, it puts the fear inside you. It gives it depth. Damn straight. All right, let me ask both of y'all a question. We'll start with John. Which movie of y'all's has y'all's favorite score? Great question, Al. Fuck, man, that's hard. I got mine. That's, that's hard. I like, I'm... You know, honestly, right? I'm a really big Danny Elfman fan. He did like Batman and stuff like that. He also did the Nightbreed score. <laughs> <laughs> that would honestly be one of one of my favorites. I like that kind of whirling, whooshing, like like and the Batman as well. Like the first Batman movie is one of my favorite movies as well. So that's one of my favorite all time scores, and that's Danny Elfman as well. So, but yeah, night it would be Nightbreed for me. But this is honestly like it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, man. Right. The Jane Doe, uh, the Jane Doe one, is uh, it's definitely up there. But one tidbit, when they when they released the score on vinyl, it's like this set. You open it up, and it opens up like the autopsy, like the Jane Doe. It, when you've got it all sitting out, she's lying on the floor. Okay, that's cool. What about you, David? So for me, I I have a favorite movie, and then like a favorite movie score. And then mm-hmm. I have a favorite, um, like artist that does you know movie music. So, cool. the thing, the score for the thing, I loved it. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it was creepy as shit. Even the the opening music and everything was creepy. Um, so I would say that 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 score was probably my favorite one. But as far as an artist, there's an artist out there. He's a film score composer called Joseph Loduca. John might have heard of him. So some of the stuff that he's done is like uh you remember the tv show hercules and xena yeah 
okay he did a lot of that music or, or just about all of it he did the opening the opening songs for like xena and, and hercules so yeah. um for spartacus blood and sand um he even did one of the songs for the evil dead in 93 curse of the chucky he did the emotion uh, original motion picture uh score well it wasn't the score it was the end title um, so okay. he did that one so i mean he's he's had his hands in a lot of movies cult of chucky he even did one of the songs uh the librarians the tv show um army of darkness he's done some music for that as well so i mean he, he's a he's a very well-known film score composer nice okay um if i had to pick one i'm not sure if i know too many composers but a film that will always creep me out will be the strangers a lot, a lot uh, of the the sounds in there the music from the record player it just they're they're, they're timed so perfectly that I jump pretty much, even though I know it's coming, it still fucking startles me a little bit, so. Oh, yeah, that was fucking scary as shit. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that movie, when I first saw it, like, freaked the shit out of me. I think it looks like the composer was all one word, it's Tom and Andy. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, con a film scoring duo. Uh, they've done, let me see what they've done. Oh, wow, they've done a bunch. They did... Uh, the Mothman Prophecies, Rules of Attraction, um, The Hills Have Eyes, the Alexandra Aja remake. Okay. Uh, Another P2. really good movie. Yeah, man. Uh, P2, uh, Resident Evil Afterlife, uh, Resident Evil Retribution, Sinister 2, Havenhurst, The Monster. Oh, they did the soundtrack for Haunt. And uh, oh. 47 meters down and 47 meters down uncaged. So, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. They've done a lot of shit. That's pretty cool. That's cool. So, they figure out everything about this girl, right? The dad dies first because he sacrifices himself. So, he yeah. says, take, take me, be my son alone. But in the end, she ends up taking them both anyways. Yeah, man. Because she's she's a she's a witch, right? So she ain't gonna make no bargains or deals. It's her way or the highway. Yeah, as a witch, I think she's looking out for herself and knowing that um to replenish herself, she has to like kill, right? So and also as well, the one thing I find really interesting when he uh when he reaches in and fucking snags his wrist on like her fucking uh, rib cage. That's when things cool. started getting creepy too, because um, that's when everything started to get like heightened. Maybe that's coincidental with the fact that they've taken out all the other stuff. But yeah, I thought that might might have been an important factor. I thought maybe he dripped some blood in her, and that's what sort of kicked the cycle. Do you think, as horror fans, people listening to this and, and us also, do you think if you were a mortician or a person that worked in that field? You would know what to do in that situation. You cut, you know, you, we watch all these plays of horror movies. You're cutting someone open, and there's, a, you know, little bags, and there's fucking shit like that going on. Would you immediately be like, okay, let me stop here, or would you continue? Be curious. Um, I think all things considered, like if <laughs> crazy shit was happening, then I'd probably kind of try and stop. Which is what they end up doing. It gets to a point where they're like, nah, nah, this is too fucking weird. Let's, we need to stop. Right. Which they, they try, and then she's like, nah, nah, son. 
You're in this for the long haul. Yeah, that's when the radio comes out saying that, you know, the storm's going to last three or four days. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's when the sun looked at it like, the fuck? One of the creepy parts is when um, after the dad's dead and the son hears the the police officer, the police sergeant, whatever, and they're like chopping up the tree or whatever. And he's like, he's like calling for him and then he starts singing the song. That fucking, when I first saw that, that freaked me out, man. I was just like, what? And then he falls and dies. That's that's when you find out that she don't bargain. Yep. And placate. Yeah, placate. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> he fell know. and fucking hit his, his, his fucking nalgas on the ground and he's gone. He's dead. Placate. Take the daughter. Some dirty Mexican ass shit right there, boy. <laughs> Don't judge me, Mexican. Black of <laughs> Black of <day. laughs> I'm I'm gonna use that in my day to day life. Next time, next time you fucking, you know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> oh, you said words. Yeah, yep, yep. You have to, <laughs> yeah, like, next next time you put your dick down, you just like Black of <laughs> right across the bridge of the nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh you want a penis mustache? Placate. Placate. <laughs> next, next time I'm gonna. Next time we have a break, unless <laughs> I'm gonna call for cut. Placate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh goodness. So, the kid basically didn't make it out. He's dead. They send the body to another county because the cops like, I don't want it in my county. I want it out of my county. And then that's where it shows at the very end, you know, the tow moves in the ambulance, and then that's it. So that's that's the entire movie. Now, there was a lot of history that came with it, according to you know what the father got from all the evidence. So it had to do with a lot of the Salem witch trial stuff, and you know the things that went on. Yeah. Do you guys actually think that witches existed back then, or it was just more superstitious than anything? And people just didn't understand certain things. So they were so quick because religion was such a big thing back then that, you know, they just chalked it up to you being a witch. Like, you fucking grew a third ball and automatically you're a witch. So they're going to put you through all this shit to <laughs> test you. And all the tests are, are designed to fail either way and you're dead, but you're still... It didn't matter, you're dead, you know? Um, in my opinion, because that's all we can really go by, so that's what we, what we can read listen to um i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say they existed um you know of course shamanism existed well 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 before civilization and um you can do some crazy shit with uh with magic i've I've done a little bit dabbling myself back in the day you know i know a lot of people who are into witchcraft and i've read quite a quite a few literature on witches back then i would say so but of course the people i feel like that went through the Salem witch trials and were hung and burned and all that shit i think even if you pulled Let's say if you're a girl and you just pulled some some bitch's man, you were immediately thought of as a witch because you somehow hexed him to go with you. So right. yeah. I don't know. And in the end, it was nothing more than that ass was fire. Watch <laughs> you, John. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't think the publicized Salem witch trials were apparent of uh, any witches. I don't think. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was used as an excuse for uh, punishing certain acts. So, 
I had also as well based in the like Leviticus and stuff like that from like the Bible and stuff, saying about if someone does this, then they're a witch. And then... I'd have to agree. It was more superstitious back then. I mean, I, I do believe that witches do exist then and now, um, but I think a lot of that was a more, you know, hysteria based on religion and things that they didn't understand. So, you know, like you say, if you sneezed wrong or anything like that. They automatically assumed you were a witch, made up all these things that you had to go through in order to prove you were a witch. But by the time you went through all that and proved yourself, you're dead as a doornail. So it yeah. didn't really matter. They, they just had a stupid way of doing things. They weren't smart and they didn't know any better back then. But yes, I, I do believe that, that witches do exist. Can you imagine if you were a queef back then? And you're like, <laughs> Witchcraft. So that, was a, that was not a fart. And they can't hang you because they heard a whistle. I fucking love the word queef. It's very inappropriate, but funny. It's, it's such a delicate sounding word, but with such horrible connotations. You don't think? I yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine living in those times, those 1400s, 1600s. I couldn't imagine that. Like, the shit was just so different back then. They probably didn't understand what a queef was. I wonder what they called it. <laughs> that I like that? to feel my warm spray later. Well, why is thou whistling between thy thighs? <laughs> Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> and make a cum motion with your index finger when you say that. Fucking, Vac fucking Zachary Banks from Pocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, and then when it comes out, it's when it's time. <laughs> I think they existed. I, I think they existed. You, well, do you think the Salem witch trials were real witches? That were, that were and... How many died? How many died? Mm. Number? The official death count for the Salem witch trials is 20 people. 19 victims were hanged at Proctor's Ledge near Gallows Hill. And one person was tortured to death. Four people also died in prison while awaiting trial. I was, so, I was thinking I like know. maybe like two, three hundred. I didn't think so. I was many. expecting thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a large number, you know? But then That's again, kind of disappointing. I'm going to say uh, out of those 20, maybe like five or maybe legitimate witches? There had to be like five of them because there had to be one or two that managed to do some kind of magic in order to put that fear inside of them because i mean anything in in this world is based on some kind of fact i mean bigfoot you know um the the belief that you know the coronavirus is like some secret thing that some country is using to eradicate population you know it, it's all based right. on truth somewhere there might have been some bad stepchildren too like oh this motherfucker's bad or he's a witch i mean back then you can get away with anything as long as you were a man honestly if you were a man you can do get away with a lot of shit back then, unfortunately. Yeah. My thought on it is that if you're a real witch, right, you can really just make people do anything. You're much more powerful than the average Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know? So I think, if, if anything, if there was witches, an interesting thought here would be if they actually made them, through the power of magic, take the fall for their actions. Hmm. Something to something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Under, that under could that I mean that's that's in the realms of possibility if there's 
if magic is is real, and witches are really like really did exist back then, or really do exist, then I reckon yeah. a real witch isn't gonna get caught unless it's like put out there clear as day. Because back then you had enough time to prep. Okay, they're gonna hang witches. They're about to kill. They kill witches here. So I need I need to have a, a plan. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe set some uh, mm-hmm. some crash dummies up. Some women that can make it to my witches. You know, Al. You know how you mentioned about how how males can get a, get away with pretty much anything back then, right? Yeah. It seemed to be a trend even in through like the '60s and the '70s. So I went to that estate sale today, right? And okay. uh, my friend, she was telling me that the guy that lived there, he was in the military, like him and his wife, mm-hmm. or, or she went with him whenever he, he went in the military, but not in the beginning. So she's going through these letters and it, it was very like cut and dry back then. Like there was no, you know, the way that we talk to women today where we're kind of like, you know, you have a civilized conversation with them. I mean, nothing, you're not flirting with them or anything. You're just having a normal civilized conversation. So in these letters, he was basically telling her, that he didn't like the way her hair looked. She looked fat. She needed to lose weight. Like literally in every letter, he would tell her that like she needed to lose weight, right? So, mm-hmm. and always at the end of every letter, he would put sentetas like that. Like it was spelled like that, like sentetas. Like he wanted pictures of her titties, right? So in some of the letters, he even was telling her that he knew his friend was in love with her too. And also told her in one of the letters to send pictures to his friend. So it's like if they were, yeah, it was like if they were like, you know, women were just objects back then. They're they're not meaningful like they are today. How how we appreciate them, see them as equals, and you know things like that. Like back then, they were just objects, you know. And for for men to talk to them, like it was crazy, like to to hear what those letters had in it. There was a lot of male dominance like back then, even even uh, then. Like, like also with the whole witch troll thing. Um, let's say I was, I had a mistress. Right. And the, the they're they're also hanging witches and shit. I can say she's one. That way she don't tell my wife. That yeah, that's very true. Just this, oh, I'm gonna tell your wife because I love you and I'm pregnant with your child. She needs to know, bitch. She's a witch. That's a witch right there. Fucking hang her ass. <laughs> that's it. You got out scot free. Jesus, that's yeah. And I mean, it, it fed fed right into the mass hysteria because then anything she says is considered dishonest you... because she's been tagged as a witch so I mean even if she was to then turn around and be like you know like this is what was happening like I'm not really a witch this guy me and him were blah 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 she's like, he's like no she's a witch she's talking shit she's she's clouding my mind right now that she's a witch Yeah. can, can you imagine if do. that was true like some of those women were actually like part of an affair or they were sucias and um yeah. you know they instead they just basically and they were you know, what they were sucias they were sucias dirty girls. like a whore <laughs> yeah <laughs> dirty girls it's like a put like that bitch poor nasty motherfucker what, yeah what was it again Suso? sucia 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 yeah they uh so imagine if they were dirty just sucias and they were just sleeping around and you know one of the wives was suspect to one of these guys and they're having a witch trial and one of these girls is up there i mean that makes sense to just say call her out and say hey you're a witch everybody's gonna believe it because you were the first one to call her out and there you go you don't your your sucia has gone you go back to your wife problem solved yep that's some player shit that's some dark shit back then man well i mean they were very uncivilized yeah yeah they, they so, were I mean, like today 
small it was definitely like small town mentality you know like super super dinky towns you know i read something in history years ago i think i was still in high school when i read this during those salem witch trials a lot of those people you know bread was a common thing back then right but bread was just left in the table on a bowl so it molded easier so it's not like today where we got a bread box and we can put it in the box or leave it in the bag and it lasts a few days so this bread would get moldy right so it was said that they would eat the moldy bread and some um some strains of mold can cause hallucinations right so i mean if there's a whole town of people eating moldy bread you know and they're all having the same trip everybody's a fucking witch at that point Mm, interesting some yeah. fucking LSD shit yeah some moldy bread yeah you got any of that moldy bread like shit <laughs> I like shit hey uh, can I get a 50 bag of that moldy bread it's like the the bread up the back of Bucky's right right exactly stuff in, we got some stuff in the back <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it for the whole movie um what do you guys think overall of the movie um, honestly, I'd give it two rigor, th- rigor mortis thumbs up. Just some st- two stiff, stiff thumbs up, man. Pang, pang, pang. Placate. Placate. I definitely Sorry. give it two thumbs up and one boner. One stiff rigor mortis. Definitely Blu-ray type shit. I'd buy this on Blu-ray and own it. It was a great movie. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. I truly love this movie. It's uh, it it really was one that I was not expecting that to happen. I was expecting some like exorcism movie, like Al said earlier. Right. And yeah, man, it was it was fucking gnarly. Anywhere from the music score to the actors, it was all good, man. Yeah, man. We got some uh, some questions through from Instagram. Oh, I like questions. questions from people. Yeah, that questions. Means are people fun. know how fucked up I really am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the questions we got was from Michael Vegas, the horror den on Instagram. Uh, and it was, would you guys work in a morgue? So we know David's answer because he's a fucking pervert and he'd say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honest, honestly, though, like like all joking aside, I, I would want to work in a morgue but not by myself because yeah. fuck if that isn't creepy, especially if like the, the muscles aren't completely dead in one of the bodies and like one of the legs kick inside the... Uh, the thing where the body's contained in the in the meat storage, that right. would scare the fuck out of me, dude. So I I would work in one, but as as a as a duo, like as a team with somebody else, at least one other person. Because if if shit hits the fan, I'm sacrificing them first. I'm gonna stab them in the leg and let them get fucking. So I hope it's none of y'all because I'm leaving y'all behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely work in a morgue. One of my dream jobs is to be a mortician. I actually toured schools before in the past, so I would definitely do it. When I first ventured to college outside of high school, like two years outside of high school, I went for mortuary science, right? I didn't even make it past the first semester just because I found out as, a, as an embalmer and a fuel, funeral director, because I was going for both, I had to wear a suit every day for the rest of my life, and I wasn't yes. down. <laughs> every day, you have to work to school and outside of school. I dropped all those fucking classes, and I just fucking said fuck that semester. I will not wear a suit for anything. In a morgue, you wouldn't have to wear a suit. Well, yeah, if, if I worked in a morgue, yeah, but at the time, the, the whole idea of it just kind of off-put me because because of that program, whether I went just to be an embalmist instead of, you know, both combo, 
I still had to go through the entire thing with a suit. So like on days that we went to go visit funeral homes in certain classes, I would right. have to wear the fucking suit. And I wasn't down with that. But yeah, I'd, I'd totally work in a fucking morgue too, man. It's it's it would something that would pique my interest, to pique my curiosity. So, I mean, I expect nothing would happen. Here's here's a question though. Before we dive into the questions, would you eat while you're working? Yeah, yeah, man's guy eats. What's going on? I mean, like you've seen Gone in sixty seconds when he makes the call to the dude at the morgue, takes a bite of his sandwich and he puts it down on the body and he walks away and answers the phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not putting it on the body. No. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, I could, I could have a Twizzler who fucking takes some bitch's heart out and I don't see what I can do wrong. No, I mean, I wouldn't put food on a body. A That's pretty classy, the Twizzler, though. It, as far as the question goes, Michael Vegas, we would all work in a morgue. Hell yeah. Uh, and then I made a post on Instagram with the three of us, uh, so I cosplaying Jane Doe. Yeah. And um, Michael Long asks, <laughs> M Zombie Punk. Uh, did your nipples get hard taking this picture? Damn right. My nipples are hard 24-7. Yeah, I mean, they're hard right now, just thinking about it. Uh-huh. I'm cutting diamonds over here. Rigor Mortis is saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man, my nipples get hard when I get tagged in posts. So... <laughs> I can just, ima- just imagine the fucking thumbnail. And then I made another post. And, uh, Andrew Fay, Andrew Fay all day. Oh boy, Andrew. Um, listen to Outsides of the Horror. Uh, wh- which of you, which of you three, would be the worst to play a dead body in a movie? That's a good question. That is good. Do you know why it's good? It's because we're all pretty terrible. <laughs> I know. I, I wouldn't take my... it serious for shit. I can hold my breath for a minute and a half. I would be the one to be laying there, you know, lifeless and dead, and just cut that mad loud fart. And just like cut the tension in the room and like smell it up at the same time, so I maybe I'd be the worst one. I mean, I'd probably be pretty bad too. I'm pretty sure I have ADD, so <laughs> I can't really <laughs> sit. I can't really sit still. So are you talking about, are you talking about that fart that cracked the brick wall? <laughs> <laughs> that was rowdy, man. That was um, like thirty farts that I was trying to hold in at one time, and it just couldn't happen anymore. As soon as I shut that door. Out it came. Out it came. It was so funny because as soon as we shut the door, you just like slumped down and that leaned against the wall. It was like. But I mean, if 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 I had like one of those GoPros on my head, and I could have caught the reaction of Al because he turned around in fear and the look on his face was priceless. (laughs) You ever seen it? You ever seen Inception when the fucking buildings? Against the fucking wall, went, oh! <laughs> fucking just like ass clapping, wet fart shit. <laughs> Hilarious. As loud as that was, and that was super fucking loud because the wall made it ten times louder. Surprised the girls in the room didn't hear that. I know they heard that shit. <laughs> you ever been at school and you and you fart in the chair and it's like super fucking loud because your ass is like compressed against something. <laughs> Oh, do you know, do you know, do you know what it reminded me of? You know that was scene, one big chair. You know the scene in Jurassic Park <laughs> where the T Rex starts walking and, <laughs> and the water's just like because <laughs> it's so loud. That's what it reminded me of, man. 
my my oh. cheeks hurt from laughing so much. That was good. Oh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's probably gonna be probably gonna be David because I think David would probably just get like a, one of those like nervous shame boners. So like I you're ner- <laughs> you're nervous at the right handle situation, so you, you just know, got I, fucking raging stoner. You know, most people in, in 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 weird nervous situations would become very flaccid and their turtle would turn inwards, but mine would stand tall and proud. Yeah, man, rigor okay. mortis. That's a bad motherfucker. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's David's new nickname, Rigor Mortis. <laughs> <laughs> My recovery time is impressive. Oh, brilliant. And then we had another comment from uh, Rick Fawcett who said the movie was so scary that you needed pints of kombucha to recover. I've never had proper kombucha. I don't even know what the fuck that is. What the fuck is kombucha? Um... It's like this, like fancy drink that's like full of antioxidants and like tastes like shit, but it's really good for you. It's apparently to help you like flush out your system, I guess. Mm. So, yeah, I guess he needed that to, to flush that movie out of his system. I don't know, okay. but yeah, man, I fucking, I fucking loved it, dude. Had a, had a great time watching it. Honestly, like. Watching it a second time, you don't get the same shock values you did the first time because you know what's coming. But when you right. watch it for the first time ever, oh man, it's, it's scary. Colorful stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's up there, and the uh, it's up there with the movies that came out in recent years. So yeah, man, I got I got nothing else. Maybe anything, anything else to say? No, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've covered everything. This movie was a hit. Um, I watched it several times over the past couple weeks. So the movie was very familiar with me. What I did was, is when I go to sleep at night, you know how I put on something random to fall asleep to? I just Mm. put that movie on so it's still fresh in my head at the time that we recorded this. So um, Mm. a lot of that's, you know, still fresh in my head all the time. Um, But it it was a good movie all the way around, dude. I I love the shit out of this movie. I wish they made a sequel. Um, just to find out what happened to the girl, she goes to the next town, and right. she actually becomes the witch. And what happens? But um, nowadays, the right kind of people put the right kind of budget together, and they can make it happen. So yeah, maybe. You never know. Fucking what movie came back from like ten years ago? That you know, there's movies that are coming back with sequels from ten, twenty years ago. Men in Black. Men in Black. Fuck yeah, man. Jumanji. So, Jumanji. Yeah. Fuck. You know what, dude? I don't even want to talk about Jumanji. <laughs> Fucking nothing right. beats the original one. Fuck Jumanji. Fuck all the new ones. But uh, but yeah, so that was the movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. If you have not seen it, I highly suggest that you watch it because it is well worth your time. Definitely bring the snacks um, and definitely bring the weed because that movie will trip you the fuck out. Yeah, man. Everyone stay safe for this damn fucking coronavirus shit. So. Yeah, dude, fucking... Did, how many of y'all went to the grocery store and found nothing? Me. Me. I I've, I've even bothered to go, dude. I've been spending my money on fast food because that's the only thing that's reliable. And I've been taking the toilet paper from the, from the gas stations and from, like, Wendy's and shit like that. Because fuck them. They don't need it. I need it. <laughs> you fucking cheap bastard. <laughs> 
shit. Some poor fucker's there shitting his pants off. He's fucking, he's like, where's the fucking toilet paper? Dude, that was me the other day. I stopped at a quick trip, and quick trip always has toilet paper. I sat down, I took a shit, I never paid attention to the fucking thing. Somebody broke the clip on it, took the big ass fucking roll, and it was just empty inside. And I'm there with a giant log in the toilet, and I need to fucking freshen my asshole up. And I ain't got nothing to do with it. So what I did was, I used the toilet seat covers that are in the envelope thing on the wall. I just started pulling them, make them into a nice little wad, and I wiped my ass. I used like three or four of those hoes. And I just flushed him down south. That's it. No fucks given. Sick bastard. <laughs> incredible, man. Hey, it was either that or my socks. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> I'm not judging. Hey, yeah, we've, all there. we've all been there. <laughs> modern times call for a modern resolution. Yeah. But thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in today. Stay safe from the <laughs> coronavirus. Don't be taking all the food from the grocery store. Fucking, you don't need to stock up that much. Stop being a fucking sheep and panicking. Just go and buy your usual shit. It's going to be there next week. I don't know about the Purell because I can't promise you that. Uh, but everything else will be there. So have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. Well, thanks very much for joining us, guys. If you'd like to keep up to date with the Hellhounds, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hellhounds of Horror. There, you can also find links to our individual social media pages. Be sure to give us a follow on your favourite streaming platform to stay up to date with any new episodes. And we're available on Google, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor and more. We'll catch your asses down the road. And remember, you know where you can always find us? Deep in the pits of hell.